Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward, the Sales Chat Show posse in the studio again, Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Phil Jessen, and I'm Simon Hazeldean, hello, this episode... (laughs) This episode is entitled The Principles of Selling That Are No Longer Valid and Could Be Losing You Sales. So, Mr. Jessen, you are going to start us off. A principle of selling that's no longer valid. Yes, and my first offering is the rambling, irrelevant self-intro. And um, I've been on many a... Joint visit in my time. You'll notice I'm now talking about observing somebody else's behaviour rather than my own. Um, I've been on many a joint visit uh, with salespeople, and uh, what often happens, of course, is that they are still talking about themselves 15 minutes into the call. That might be very old school. That is not the principle that is relevant today, I would suggest. Um, On the other hand, um, another salesperson that I knew Uh, who used to go into the call and say, my name's Tommy Bloggins, that's enough about me, let's talk about you. Uh, That might not be enough. So somewhere between the two, (laughs) Yes. uh, what is needed today? Well, I think uh, obviously explaining who we are and where we're from is the obvious one. Um, I think sometimes uh, salespeople labour their job title rather than the role that they play. So I think it's the role that's more important today. My role as the sales executive is to coordinate the team that will deliver value to your business, etc., etc. And I think the other point about um, the introduction today is a very simple explanation of why we're there, what our objectives are, and then also inviting the prospect, let's say, to add to that. Knowing that I was coming here today, was there anything else you wanted to cover? Yeah. In the next 45 minutes or in the next 30 minutes or whatever the time frame was. Because if you say in the next 45 minutes, maybe the prospect might say, well, actually, I've only got 30 minutes now. Uh, so we now know that the time frame has changed and we can operate accordingly. So it's short and it's sweet. It's more relevant and it's more prospect focused. Perfect. And I guess the next sort of moving through the sales process is, is asking uh, questions in order to identify customers' needs. I suppose another, another principle before we get on to the questioning is jumping straight into your sales presentation without doing that, which we will, we will come on to a little bit later. But the old, the old adage, I don't know how, um, Tommy, Tommy Bloggins, was it, Phil? Mm. Uh, interesting, interesting name. Oh, yes. Don't um, you know Tommy? I, no, I, I don't. Everybody I don't knew know, Tommy. Tommy oh. but, but obviously, a, a, must be a blogger of some description yeah. with a name like Bloggins. Um, is the whether whether Tommy asked good open and closed questions, or should I say, actually, certainly some of the early sales training I experienced, 
was almost the implication that if I'm asking open questions, those are good questions to ask, and that closed questions were almost bad. They're almost positioned as the the spawn of Satan uh, as a question. So you, you must ask lots of open questions as, as a salesperson. Certainly as a sales manager, I've been out with more than one salesperson uh, when we reviewed their call and I asked them what they thought they did well, they all said, well, I, I asked open questions. And, and one particular gentleman, I had to reply, you did rather a lot of them and they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so he'd just been obviously taught to ask open questions. And, and closed questions, well, you, you know, it, it's, they have a very important role. But for me personally, I would rather salespeople ask good questions in a structured but but conversational manner and not worry too much if technically or grammatically they are a closed question. I think it's over-laboured by some sales trainers to the point of being ridiculous. I think one of the uh, the risks with sales training courses that uh, encourage people to produce a bank of 15 good quality open questions is that the salesperson then goes and asks those and spends their entire call worrying about the next good quality open question rather than chasing the information that emerges with, as you say, Simon, a more structured approach, yeah. taking it to some sort of conclusion. And you need, you need flexibility when you're questioning because the customer particularly wants to talk about a particular area. That clearly is important to that customer and you should, you should sort of surf where the customer is going, I think, rather than dragging them kicking and screaming through some sort of pre, pre-scripted, pre-planned questioning That's process. That's a good phrase. I like that. Surf you, where the question. You also get people telling you that you, you, know, you should ask open questions and they, they all start you know, with the six honest serving men. I have six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what, why, and when, and where, and how, and who. And that's a Rudyard Kipling poem. And it helped him, as a journalist, work out what questions he needed to ask people in interviews. And so if you think about it on sales training courses, they tell you that. Ask open questions that begin with how, and, um, you know, what, and all those kind of things. So salespeople sit there with these kind of six honest serving men on their shoulder and they ask a question like you know how old are you well i'm not going to tell you yeah a woman never tells you her age yeah, so it's actually ended up you've got this open question according to the grammar that's ended up with a completely closed situation yeah. where there's nowhere to go so your point about where do you go with this you ask intelligent questions yes. that lead you somewhere and stop worrying about whether it's open or closed. Perfect. That, that for me is, you know, it's the information that you need to gather that is your focus of attention, not necessarily per se the questions that you need to ask. Um, so moving forward, I mentioned jumping too early into presentations. Uh, that, that aside, as an obvious sales yeah. sin, Graham, your thoughts on, on sort of outdated principles? I think one of the outdated principles is having a, a, a PowerPoint bank of slides and you just, you know, make these available to all your sales staff and then you say, you know, here's everything you can choose between these slides. So what the sales staff do is go, well, there's 300 slides there, so I'll show them all um, because then I don't have to worry about which ones to show. Or you're given a kind of canned presentation that you have to make. Uh, I remember being with a, a client a few years ago. They were asking me how to help them to make better presentations. And they'd got this sales presentation that they were going to. So it's an American telephone company who were making sales presentations here in the UK. And their first slide 
was about their new office in South Korea. Now, that's of really great importance to them that they've opened up in South Korea. It's really important to them in the business in worldwide as a global telecoms company. Uh, but to the people in Bristol who were thinking of whether or not they would go with this technology, it was neither here nor there. And yet they were told, you have to show this slide. And then the slide zoomed out and showed us where South Korea was in case nobody knew where that was in the world um, and showed us that it was down in Asia. And then it zoomed out even more. And as, it zo as this lovely constructed graphic zoomed out, it showed us where all their offices were in the world and they were color-coded according to whether there was a sales operation there or a marketing operation. Uh, and by which time the audience had lost the will to live. Yes. <laughs> I have seen the map of the world yep. slide way too many times but then after that yeah, so about the fifth slide in uh, we ended up with two black and white photographs of the two gentlemen who had founded the early form of this telecoms company in the 19th century and then we had a little family tree uh, which led us to who now works for the company and that was another five slides you know and people were reaching i don't know if you've ever seen the film airplane uh, where there's this poor guy who is, you know, telling his poor sob story and there are people next to him, you know, gradually, you know, killing themselves. Losing the will to yeah, live. Because yeah. you know, there's one guy at one point where he's got, you know, pours petrol over himself and, and has a, a lighted match because he just can't cope anymore. Um, and that's the kind of canned presentation that many salespeople are given. You actually don't need a presentation. You just need to talk to people. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I knew, I, we know, Mr. Jones, you were going to say something entirely contrarian. Uh, I would say there's nothing wrong with having a sales presentation. By the way, I know I... I well, there is. Yeah, see, we're going to have another heated debate here. Yeah, another heated debate. Here's what happens. They end up looking at the screen. Yeah. They end up looking at the slides. They end up not looking at you, which means you can't engage with them and do the most important thing, which about this introduction is getting on with them. Yes. How can you get on with someone who's not looking at you? Well, also, I think it's it's um, where I would concur with you is pre pre-scripted sort of yeah. presentations, cam presentations. You don't know they've got any relevance to the customer you're talking to. Now, yeah. there is nothing wrong per se with a map of the world if you're dealing with a global customer who wants to know about your global delivery capability. That would be an excellent because they're going to ask you that question. But I, I, I've seen it far too many times, actually. Salespeople tell me they have a mandatory set of slides yeah. that I quote, they must they must yeah. present. And one guy told me he got a, got a sort of like a dressing down from his boss. His boss came out with him and he, he didn't use the mandatory slides. And he said, but I've been looking after this customer for 18 months. Yeah, you know why would why why would I make the guys? Well, it's a mandatory presentation. So I think what he did in future was just if his boss was coming out with him, he phoned up his customer and said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I need to present these six mandatory slides. Will you just humour me?" And they go, "Yeah, okay, Derek, no problem." I mean, it's just it's it's beyond ridiculous. Yes, yeah. utterly, mm. utterly. And and scripts, actors have scripts. Salespeople are not. I don't like scripts. I don't. I know there are certain phrases and things that are quite useful for people to make use of, but I think uh, it's about structure. Yeah, not the script. Yes, well, I would concur. Actors have scripts written by professional scriptwriters who know precisely how to write a script, and those actors rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, so that actually we on the receiving end, it seems natural and not scripted. 
So, whereas the scripts in salespeople are for salespeople are written by people who are not professional script writers, uh, and there's no real rehearsal. Uh, you just learn it and go away. So it doesn't seem natural. Bonkers. And so Graham is objecting to that. And objections, how about that for a segue? Oh. Mr. Jesson, you particularly wanted to talk about overcoming objections. Yes, I'm twitching now. Uh, that, yes, that's a lovely <laughs> phrase, isn't it, from sales training in days gone by. Uh, overcoming objections. Uh, very outdated. I think one of the things I don't like about that phrase is it suggests that there is a lot of resistance. Um, and often, as you know, um, people were trained years ago to overcome objections, um, often with a very quick knee-jerk response, starting with the words, yes, but what you need to realise is blah, blah, blah. I think in today's world, it's about handling objections. It's about recognising that they will often be there, Nothing to fear from them being there. Uh, objections are very often uh, the first sign of interest, not a sign of resistance. And I think providing the salesperson has got their ears working and their brain working, they will be, they'll be calm enough and confident enough to work with the prospect and say, well, what exactly is your concern? Tell me more about that. Is that the only thing that's stopping us going ahead? Followed by that little question, so what if I was able to address mm. that issue? Blah, blah, blah. But you use the phrase concerns, which for me is I tend to refer to this as managing concerns. Because objection actually sounds like you're at opposite ends of a fight with the customer. You're overcoming, almost forcing them into buying, which is very old school and it says, doesn't you know. it, in a roundabout way, that what the, what the customers just said is something that they should not have said. Yeah. So we need to overcome it. We need to try and stress that our view is more important than their view. Well, that's ridiculous. And, of course, once we have overcome the objection in old school parlance, we are Aha. then, Mr Jones, going for... We're going, we're going for the close. We're going to go for the close. <laughs> Coffee is for closers. <laughs> yeah, this notion that you should always be closing, the ABC approach, is just, I mean, I've used the word already, it's just bonkers. Uh, because... <laughs> you know, I wonder what you're going to say then. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> we're keeping it clean for okay, ourselves, absolutely. Chat audience. Yeah, this is pre-watershed. So, but the notion that what you've got to do is look for some kind of chink in their armour to find something that will make them sign on the dotted line or get their wallet out is just nonsense. If you're listening to them, if you're going through a conversation, they will buy in their own time, but you've convinced them to buy. Don't think about always be closing because what you're doing is you're not concentrating on what they're saying if you're doing that because you're always thinking about what you should say rather than listening to what yeah. they're saying so if you're concentrating on always be closing it means you're not an active listener and active listeners are the best salespeople. I mean, I like ABC, always be checking, all the way yeah. through, checking how am I doing, is this making sense, have I missed anything, do you like this? Which I think is just checking all the way through, or, or some people call it test closing. 
but it's not uh, this peak you reach at the end yeah. of this not this you know the dry ice the lasers and the music starts as you rise to this closing crescendo i think some of the best salespeople i've seen and managed it's if anything it's a soft just invitation to shall yeah. we go further should we get this done or the customer starts to just make the right noises yeah. about you know yeah, but also let, 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 just let the customer close themselves if you it if may you come know. as a surprise but actually if you try to close the deal the other person can see you doing it <laughs> and so if they can see you doing it one of two things are going to happen either they're going to go I'm not going to buy now because you're trying to sell to me yeah. so you immediately distance them or they're not ready to buy at that point and they think you're so keen to go they're not quite ready they need more reassurance they need more information and actually you're preventing them from buying because they go well I'm not quite ready at this point I think one of the uh, important things in Graham's comment about people buying when they're ready in their own time is that if we know that the prospect or the customer likes to reflect on the solution before going ahead with it, then we need to give them that time. Um, it might be as simple as talking to the customer the following day after they've had a chance to think it through. It might be making the call on the Friday and asking them about it on the Monday but that that I think is important and the other angle I think is it's not just about the right time it's about the right way so if somebody's a little bit nervous about giving us an order for £60,000 worth of whatever then maybe we go ahead with 10% of that yeah, and it's... let the customer see that it works and they then obviously sign up for the rest of it so I think Graham's right it's about the right way and the right time for the other person. Because I think adaptive selling, which uses the principle of different customers, buying preferences, personality preferences, any model, usually like DISC or prism brain mapping, etc., or insights will have the sort of the more analytical, cautious, careful buyer, the steadier buyer, people orientated, but then they also have the driver, fast decision, the expressive. The analytical is not going to get is not going to respond well no. to a so shall we go ahead kind of close. It just doesn't work for that buyer's style, and that is just what I think sometimes gets some salespeople a really really bad yep. really bad name. Um, and it's not it's not strong arming and pressuring the customer into close when the customer's ready to buy. Asking asking the right question, but and please. Just ditch all of those Duke of Wellington, Benjamin Franklin clothes, alternative clothes, puppy dog clothes, ascending clothes, and all the other ones from from times gone by. Because so obviously salesy. Would you like it in red or blue? I mean, really? What century are we living in? <laughs> yeah. What what's wrong with purple? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we haven't alienated ourselves entirely from the sales trainers and salespeople listening in. I think we're just saying that the world has changed, society has changed, people have changed. 
but we haven't seen a lot of the old school sales stuff changing, which is why we think some salespeople are making life very difficult for themselves. They're selling to a modern buyer in an old school way, and therefore you're, 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 you're creating more sales resistance than you, than you should be. I think on this area of you know, closing the sale, old language, uh, in today's world, I think it's just about gaining commitment Absolutely. to the next stage in the process. And if we visualize it as a little ladder or a staircase, uh, if you're one or two steps further up, higher up, than you were when you started the call, then that's a good thing. Yeah, and absolutely more more complex, longer term, higher higher ticket B two B sales as well. You, you you're not closing like you would close on selling a car, for example, or a television in a in a shop or store to anybody. So, uh, any closing thoughts, gentlemen? I would just like to say that uh, earlier on we mentioned uh, Tommy Bloggins. I think we should say that any uh, similarity to any name uh, person, Tommy Bloggins, was merely coincidental. Yes, Tommy, wherever you are. Uh, how, do, how do you know I wasn't thinking of him? <laughs> if that's the best closing thought we can come up with, now is definitely time to finish this episode from the Sales Chat Show. Uh, lots of other episodes for Tommy Bloggins to listen to at the Sales Chat Show hot.com website sales chat show driving your sales forward uh, 100 plus episodes sitting there for you folks to to listen to at zero cost to you so thank you very much for listening we would like to wish you good luck and good selling You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 